I right. mean, you you weren't you're not that old by any means. <laughs> by any means, <laughs> uh, I would never do that to you. Even Brent's not that old. So, <laughs> buckle up. You're listening to Terminal Exchange. everyone. I'm Philip Adams, and this is episode 44 of Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Nussbaum Transportation. Did you catch last week's episode with Colonel Jay Clayson? Did you catch the challenge I gave at the beginning of the episode? We're going to give you one more week to get your answer sent in to be eligible for that $50 Visa gift card drawing. And if you don't remember the question or the answer, you will have to go back and listen to episode 43. But... I'll give you a slightly easier email address to send your answers to. I know terminal exchange at newsbomb.com is harder to spell out. So email your answers to marketing at newsbomb.com. That's marketing, M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G at newsbomb.com. The deadline for those entries will be Friday, November 1st, and then we'll announce the winner on the next episode of Terminal Exchange. Today's exchange features one of my favorite people here at Newsbound, and I was really excited that she actually said yes to being interviewed. I think almost all of you know Tian Overmeyer, and probably from her role with recruiting over the last five years. Now, Tian has a unique perspective on the company for most of us here at Newsbound, and I really appreciate how she shares that perspective in this exchange. And fair warning here, it, it may not be a good idea to listen to this episode on an empty stomach. There's quite a bit of food talk coming your way here, so so get ready for that. But here is Cooking Up Good Times with Tian Overmeyer. Tian, I'm not sure if everybody is aware or not. It's, it's not an obvious thing all the time, but um, you are... A news bomb. I am. So you've been around this place for a long time. And t- so tell us, go ahead and tell us exactly how you are a news bomb. Well, I am the youngest of seven kids, um, brother to Brent, sister to four sisters, <laughs> and and sister to Kirk, too. Yeah. So you are one of the news bomb siblings. Uh, you know. are Brent's and Kirk's sister. Mm-hmm. Younger sister, as you said, mm-hmm. you're the the youngest. The youngest of seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you grew up then around this company, mm-hmm. correct? Correct. So, uh, and you probably remember a lot of different struggles and positives through that. I mean, you weren't here when it started. I right. mean, you you weren't. You're not that old by any means. <laughs> by any means. <laughs> Uh, I would never do that to you. Even Brent's not that old. So, <laughs> but I want to go back to your some of your earliest memories of being around the business, okay. uh, your dad's involvement, your mom's involvement, and what that kind of looked like for you. Uh, what's some of the earliest memories that you have of of, of the business? Well, I'll tell you what one of the earliest memories 
um, is, and that is of us moving down to Bloomington. Okay. I remember um, sitting along the road just outside of Fairbury and um, with my mom, and I think Kirk was in the car too, and watching those trucks roll by. And I wanted so badly this morning to um, <clears throat> look up and see how many trucks actually went by, but I just, I will never forget that procession and what a, what a huge uh, memory that is for me. And so about how old were you at that point? I then? was, um, it was in 1967, I believe. Um, so I would have been uh, eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, did, did you understand what was going on at that point? I did. It was, yeah, it was quite a memory for me. I mean, it was just really made an impression on me. And then we, we actually, uh, lived in Fairbury for two more years, and then we moved down in, in 69. I was in fourth grade. So so a little bit of history for those that aren't aware. Newsbomb was started in Fairbury, correct? Correct. And then from there moved into Bloomington? Right. Mm-hmm. Was that the same location that Estes is at currently? Yes. The one we just moved. From. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and when I first started here, I spent a year in our old office there on Main Street, mm-hmm. twenty two hundred North Main Street. <laughs> uh, and uh, but the the business back then was different, very different from what I came into. Completely different, right? You're talking short haul LTL, short haul. Yeah, these tiny little tractors and <laughs> with the tachographs in them and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would probably be my earliest memory. Um, mom didn't have any. Uh, mom wasn't in the business at all at that point. Okay, she was a um, housewife to seven children, which was a which, load that's in itself. A full-time job and yeah. then some. <laughs> um, Dad, I don't remember Dad being around much. Dad okay. was constantly building a business, so yeah. um, I don't remember. I don't have a lot of memories of my dad. Okay, so did you ever make it into the? the office ever did you ever even go see dad there not that that? i remember not that i remember at all yeah so tell me a little bit about your mom then in in that role there of her uh taking care of things at home while your dad was building the business which while he wasn't there with you a lot he was doing a lot to help take care of his family right but your your mom I, I think you and your mom were pretty close. Mom and I were pretty close, yeah. Um, Dad was a great provider. I mean, he wasn't home a lot, but Dad, he he was a great provider. Mom um, mom was always there. She had to be because Dad wasn't there. <laughs> uh, but Mom, yeah, she just, she cooked, she cleaned, she baked cakes. Um, she, I, I remember cakes sitting all over the counter because she, she decorated cakes and baked them for people. Never charged a dime to anybody. Wow. But um, there were Barbie cakes and there were girdle cakes and there were all <laughs> kinds, I mean, broom cakes and all kinds of uh, different things. But she just, she really just took a role as just a, a housewife and a mother. Yeah. What would you say is one of your favorite qualities about your mom? Oh gosh, that's a, that's a hard one. Mom had a heart for people. She was so generous. Even today, I mean, she passed away, what, nine months ago? Mm-hmm. And even today, for some reason, I my new address is on is with her name now. So I get probably at least six to eight envelopes from companies a week asking for donations. No kidding. No kidding. So um, so I would say that her 
her best quality, her biggest quality was um, the generosity that she had for the poor and for the little children that uh, some of them had cleft palates and some of them didn't have enough, you know, food to eat. It, it was, it's just constant and it continues to this day. Mm. Yeah. So that's, that's incredible. Yeah. I, I wish I had been able to know yeah. Tilly better. I had, did get to have some interaction with her, but, but not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've never heard any bad word about her whatsoever. Really? Just the, from what I understand, the sweetest lady. She was the best cook and the best baker. I mean, I remember when she had breast cancer, we went back to the see the surgeon after she had her surgery done and she baked him bread. And I'm I'm not talking about bread that you buy at the store and just let raise. I mean, it was done from scratch and she took him cherry rolls and she took him um, sausage bread and cinnamon rolls and and she did that for so many people. She always had stuff in the freezer. And so whenever she was going anywhere or whenever she was doing any, you know, certain things, she would always pull out a coffee cake or pull out a uh, loaf of sausage bread or she always did that. She always had something fresh baked for people. It was, it's just unreal. That's incredible. Her legacy. <laughs> yeah. No, I know you picked up some of that from her as well. And you, you. I love to cook and I love to bake. It's just finding the time for all of that. Yeah. I'm not a roll person because okay. it just takes too long. <laughs> We've kind of passed that off uh, to my sister, Kara. Okay. She does a lot of the uh, baking at holidays and different things like that. So yeah, um, she's yeah. kind of followed in her footsteps. Yeah, we got to do um, a little thing in the, in the dashboard newsletter back earlier this year. And, and we shared a couple of her recipes. Yeah. Uh, she, you helped her put together a recipe book mm-hmm. uh, that's filled with just a ton of really good, simple recipes. Home cooking. Home cooking, yes. comfort foods, lots mm-hmm. of like pies and desserts mm-hmm. and those, the, those, uh, the breads yeah. and everything in there. One thing that was neat about mom was that she, she did the baking classes. So she'd have like, and I think I talked about it in the dashboard. She'd have like five or six ladies come in, and she'd have a batch of rolled dough going when they got there, and she'd fix three or she'd do three batches while they were there to show us how to do the rolled dough, and then we'd make about twenty to twenty-five different kinds of rolls and coffee cakes and all different kinds of stuff. And then while we ate lunch, while the ladies ate lunch. Well, she'd have them there. She'd probably they'd probably get there around eight thirty. At about noon, we'd sit down and eat lunch, and she'd start baking everything, and and then she'd let it cool, and then she'd frost everything, and then we all got to take this huge pan of baked goods. <laughs> it was so yummy. So now, I told you before we started, I haven't had lunch yet. <laughs> It's 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 getting later into the afternoon, and you're getting hungry. Listen <laughs> and to me. I am just salivating right now, <laughs> just thinking about all this. Oh, we might need to move off of this topic, um, but no. And Tian, I have to say that I I have had the opportunity to partake of your cooking and everything as well. And if if that's even a small bit of what your mom has done and everything, I, I've. I don't think I've ever had anything of yours that I didn't absolutely love, mm-hmm. uh, especially a couple of different soup things and yeah. <laughs> everything that you've done. Um, but I think 
from what I've gathered from you and, and understand about your mom and you, some of your love language is, is through that, that cooking. And it, I think that shows through and I can tell that you enjoy it yeah. and <laughs> being the recipient of it. I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that says something about how you care for people as well and how your mom cared for people. Yeah. Does that, does that seem right? Definitely. Definitely. It was just, it was her love language for a lot of people. And she, she missed it so much when she moved into Mercy Creek because she, mm. she didn't have an oven and, and um, she took all of her stuff with her when she moved in, all of her baking stuff, all of her baking pans, all of that stuff with her because she thought that if there would be an opportunity um, she would go down to the, um, well, they called it like it was a like a lounge, and it had an oven in it and different things like that. She she thought maybe she could go down there and bake some rolls, and that just never happened. Oh, that's too yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. So. I want to know then how you kind of ended, how you ended up in the company, because you've been in the office now for. A little over 15 years. 15 years. <clears throat> how did you end up into the business then? So I actually started here in. I believe it was 1973. I worked summers um, when I was in high school. I'm not sure I was the best employee. I was really <laughs> young and pretty immature, and I um, I knew that I was the boss's daughter, and so I thought I could probably get away with a few things. Uh, I'm not sure I was the best employee. <laughs> but um, ended up getting married um, in 1979 and moving to Indiana for about 25 years. Okay. I was in a very challenging marital situation and um, ended up divorced. And um, I was living there by myself, I mean, with with my one child, one of my children. And um, I was home for a couple days over Memorial Day weekend about 15 years ago. And we were at a family dinner and Brent had always made comments to me about moving back. And I always had a list of excuses why I couldn't. <laughs> and one day he, he hit a nerve. He made some comments about um, me moving back and being around my family. And he hit a nerve and I unloaded on him. And I told him <laughs> exactly why I could not move back. Um, and I had kids in school and I had, I had a brand new home that I would have needed to sell, and I just went on and on and on. And when I got done unloading, he just looked at me and he said, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that it was such a sensitive subject. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, I actually went home that day. I actually cried for about an hour, and then I oh went my. home that day. And uh, the next day, I um, was at work at a part-time job, and he he called me about noon that day, and he said, hey, he said, um, we're looking for someone here in the office. And he said, Lloyd said he's gone through about 75 different applications, <laughs> and they just could not find the right fit for this job. And he said, I'm just kind of wondering if maybe you would be interested in taking that job. And he said, he said, and if you're worried about buying a home and where to live and all that, he said, mom said she'd help you out with that. And, you know, 
when he said that, I just had the most peaceful feeling come mm. over me. And he said, I really want you to pray about it. And I said, oh, I, I will. Because I was uprooting my daughter, who was about to go into the seventh grade. And like I said, I had a brand new home that I would have needed to sell. And and uh, it was just 25 years of living in a small town. And and um, just that just, it was a lot to take in. So I, I prayed about it really hard for about three weeks. And boy, everything just fell into place. It was just it was just God showing me that I, I needed to be here. And so, yeah, got a moving truck. And about eight weeks later, I uh, moved everything. I started at New Spam about two weeks after I, I got here and uh, sold my house about eight months later. It actually sat on the market for about eight months. Wow. And here I am. And here you are. And here I am. And I love it here. And I especially <laughs> love the people that I work with. Yeah. I, am, I thank God every morning that I could get to work with the people that I do. It's just such a wonderful environment. That's the best thing about working here, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, that, that's coming from here to right. employees of Newsbomb. That, that's truly the best thing about being here right. is the people we get to work with yeah. every day, both drivers and non-drivers alike. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a great atmosphere yes, here. Yes, it is. Now you've got a more unique vantage point being coming into this as a Newsbomb mm-hmm. family, like r- real Newsbomb family. We call everybody Newsbomb family around yeah, here, right? Right. But, but you're an owner of the company and not just employee owner, right. like like the rest of us are. Um, but I want to ask some of that transition here coming into an ESOP. You were part of that uh, decision process. Uh, to s- start selling off the company to the employees. How, from your standpoint, how do you feel about that? I, I, I'm thinking, you, I mean, we, we have gotten what Brent has told us and everything, but I want to, in your words, how you feel about that transition and what that means for you. Well, I remember being in the meeting when it was mentioned. And I remember looking at, the accountant that was there that day and saying, why wouldn't we do this? Mm. Because I just felt like it was such a preservation for what we have. And so I'm thrilled. I I absolutely am thrilled. I think we have something awesome here and um, it doesn't bother me in the least that I'm, you know, that I've sold off part of what I own. Um, I just think it's for the employees and, and, uh, all of that is such an advantage, and uh, I'm completely okay with that. Yeah. yeah. One of the unique things about our company is that we're legitimately just in second-generation ownership. Right. And we're about to hit 75 years. Right. And that's not the most common thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, a lot of times, 75 years, you would have passed, ownership would have passed hands right. multiple times. Right. Uh, so there's definitely that preservation of heritage, I mm-hmm. think, that, it comes to mind for sure. Mm-hmm. And to see the growth see the that's growth. happening. My dad would just be floored. I mean, it just be floored. My mom was floored. I mean, she just, why well, I would have never thought, you know, I mean, I've, I've heard her say that, I've heard her say that so many times. I would have just never thought. What, what would your dad think right now if he was to walk into this, this building and, and see this? <laughs> I, I, I get this. I, 
I may be wrong on this and I'm not sure why I, I have this sense, but I get the sense that this might actually be a little bit more extravagant than what he would oh my <laughs> have goodness, done. Yes. You, you saw me just roll my eyes. Oh yes. I mean, dad wasn't one for um, technology. <laughs> he wasn't one to spend a lot of money. Um, <laughs> my mom would buy things and hide them in the basement from me. <laughs> I remember that because, because she was, he was just not one to spend money. I mean, heaven forbid that she would spend $30 on a pair of shoes, you know, that type oh, of thing. So yeah, he would be, uh, he'd think there would be too much money spent. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but sometimes you have to spend that money in order to make other things work and, and make things grow. But so. it's it's been really neat to see this and but to know the different kind of the different seasons that the company has been through, mm-hmm. transitioning from LTL to truckload, transitioning to Brent being uh in leadership. Um you're in here. Kirk's been here forever. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> forever and and to see all that happen what do you think though your dad would then say about where we are as a company in the industry as a leader what would he what do you think he would say right now i think he'd be very humbled i think he would uh appreciate the job that's being done and I think that he would appreciate the fact that God has been, that we've always looked to the Lord for our blessings and our discernment and our growth. I think, he, I think he'd be very humbled. Mm. Your mom has gotten to see, she was able to see a lot of the success. Mm-hmm. What did she ever say about that? Did she, did she ever talk much about what, what happened here, you know, what, what was going on in the business in, the, in more recent years? She was floored. She was floored that it had gotten this big. She would always say, "You know, the Lord has surely blessed us, but we don't want to take we don't want to take not advantage of that, but we don't ever want to um what's oh, I'm trying to think of my words here. We don't ever want to um not appreciate those blessings mm-hmm. because blessings can your she always she always thought that you know it could be here today and gone tomorrow, sure. And so she was always, my mom kind of was a person that kind of wrung her hands all the time. And so I think she had a lot of worries that associate, that was associated with the growth here. Mm-hmm. But she also, um, she also had confidence in Brent and, um, and management here. She, she knew the managers yeah. quite a bit. And um, so I think that she always felt, felt like, you know, we had good people in place yeah. that, that we could trust and that Brent could trust and. Yeah. And then, you know, always looking to God. I want to ask you a question that you may not be the most comfortable answering. Okay. <laughs> Probably not. But I'm, go- but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> what is it like, though, working here with, well, you've got two brothers, mm-hmm. but your one brother is the leader of the company. Mm-hmm. How is that kind of relationship? You've got the business side and you've got family side. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it easy to keep those separate? Is that difficult? Great question. <laughs> um, you know, when I see him and I don't see a lot of Bren, I mean, especially, especially since mom's gone, it's just like, you know, we don't have that, that pull 
to as a family to get us together that much anymore. Um, I don't see a lot of Brent, but I really do try when we're together not to talk about business. And <laughs> one of the reasons is because his wife is usually with him. And if we're sitting there talking about this person or this situation or that, and she doesn't know what we're talking about, I always feel badly about yeah. that. But I always know that if I need clarification on something, I have somebody to call. I really, really, really try not to take advantage of the fact that I am a new spum. Um, I don't tell drivers when I'm in orientation that I'm a new spum. I don't just say it outright. Um, do I have certain advantages? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. And that's fair. I, I do. <laughs> I do. But I'm really here just like the rest of you are yeah. to make a living. I, you know, I need the health Honestly, insurance. I, I, I don't know how long it was before I realized that you were Brent's sister. Really? Yeah. I mean, I always knew that Kirk was yeah. uh, his brother, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, actually, I met Kirk before I ever met Brent, for that mm-hmm. matter. But yeah, you, 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 I can tell you that I don't believe that you have ever really taken advantage you know, of that relationship. I, and I had a manager way. tell me one time that, that that somebody mentioned to them that they were really appreciative of the fact that I never I never shouted it out loud that I was a new spouse because I am I need to make a living also I'm here just like the rest of you to do that so um, I really try to I'm really careful about that so, if if I'm if I have somebody on the phone and they're talking to me about something and I find that it might be interesting to them I do mention it mm-hmm, sure and I but I always tell them you know. Exactly what I just told you, and that is that I'm here to make a living just like they are. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're telling me that the the, the Newsbaum clan isn't like getting millionaire millionaire or billionaire status from the company here. Oh, heavens no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Honestly, I think there, there there can be that perception that mm-hmm. you know you've got this essentially state of the art company leader in the industry, and I. I think some people on the other side can assume, you know, what your status is because of that. But the the reality is, I mean, a lot of what we earn here goes back either into the people Mm -hmm. or investing into the company. Uh, So uh, just to kind of put that out there for anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. I just, like I said before, I absolutely love the people here. So I yeah. come to work any day for, for just to be, you know, to be and, around and, people. And you've served in different capacities. Mm-hmm. Most recently, you had been a recruiter. Mm-hmm. You uh, did that for, what, about, about five, five years? years. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right now transitioning out of that. You've, you're no longer doing the recruiting aspect. You're doing right. some more accounting um, and uh little bit with the driver training program, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and still kind of figuring out, getting your bearings on exactly what all that looks like. Right. But uh, you've been a receptionist. Mm-hmm. What, what uh, when you first started? What 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 did you come in here doing? When I first started, um, we were NTS and NTI. Right. Yeah. So I worked it, with it, Peg. So before you go forward, so NTS yes. and NTI that was Newsbound Transportation Services. Yes. And then Newsbaum Trucking, Trucking Incorporated. Incorporated. Yeah. <laughs> so two two different, and that was the, the the division of the difference between LTL and truckload. Is that accurate? They were both truckload. Both were truckload. One yeah. was union. 
Yes, and one was not. Yeah. So I was I was on the NTS side, which was not union. Okay. Uh, Brent Verling was dispatching at that time. Um, <laughs> Sam Platner worked here, uh-huh. <laughs> and a few others. Um, and so it was just Peg and I, and we did all the paperwork and and all that entails with it, all the billing and everything for NTS. And so um, then Brent decided that he wanted somebody um, up front. Um, at the old building, um, people were coming in and just ringing a bell, and that drove him nuts. So, <laughs> I, I yeah. can believe that. Yeah. So I moved up there, and I did half accounting and half HR. And I've pretty much done accounting and HR most of my okay. most of my career here at Newspump. No, so now I'm I, I got a little burnout on on recruiting, mm-hmm. and we had a couple really strong, three really strong guys in recruiting, and I said, you know what? I just wonder if this isn't the time for me to just to back out of recruiting a little bit. And then I, so then I started with uh, just recently with accounting and I told Jeremy, I don't mind moving into accounting, but I would really like to keep the driver training program. I really enjoy that part of my job. Mm. Really enjoy it. He said, you know, that sounds like a good plan. So um, when the new building is built, then um, Heather and I will both be out front. So I'll move back up front. (laughs) <laughs> um, Coming back circle answer, again. Yeah, and be answering phones and, and um, accounting, and that'll be my yeah. main job. So. so what is it about the training program then that, that you enjoy so much? I, um, I remember the very first meeting we had about the training program and, and just hearing all about it and then being in that meeting and saying, you know what, it would be, I think it would be really good for one person just to take total charge of this program. Not charge of it, but just... Ownership. Uh, ownership. And- yeah. And uh, Joe looked at me and he said, Tian, you'd be really good at that. And it, it just it just kind of flowed <laughs> from there. Um, I think I really enjoy seeing the trainees come in and just blossom. Yeah. You know, and I love, I, I think we have some great trainers. Um, I think there's 26 on the list right now. Several women. Uh, we just added another one this week. Cool. And so... I think I just really enjoy seeing them go from phase to phase to phase. And I'm, I, I can't hardly believe how fast it goes. Mm. Um, you know, they're, they're in it six months, but they're with a trainer for four weeks. And that seems like that's just gone like that. And then they're on their own for four weeks. And then we're moving them into another phase, another three weeks with another trainer. It just goes so fast. And I just enjoy watching them blossom and just grow yeah. and, and really take um, joy. In their job. Yeah. And on the other side of that, I think it's been neat to see our trainers also grow, but get fulfillment out of being able to pass along their experience Mm -hmm. as well. And, you know, we had, we've had a few of those trainers in here, like think about AJ Edgington and just all of the wisdom that he can pass on. Right. And so to have these, you know, new drivers coming in that haven't experienced the industry Mm -hmm. to have people like that too. Get them off on the right foot. Not only that, but you know they they call and they say, you know what? I just well, I just had a guy in my office yesterday that we hired, and he said um, for the training program, and he said, you know, I just googled best trucking companies to work for, and he said you guys popped up. So to hear that and mm-hmm. to know that you know that they really see the the difference here mm-hmm. and they want to be a part of it, I like that. Yeah, I like it yeah. a lot. Yeah. So. What is something that we may not know about Tian? Oh, 
Boy. What's what's the hidden talent or quirk or guilty pleasure, what whatever it may be. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um I don't know that I'm that interesting. Um <laughs> is, it just, is it just like curling up on a Friday night in a blanket and with popcorn and watching a, uh, something what? absolutely you hit it <laughs> no on the nail on the head yes you did um uh, my brown lazy boy chair um i love that chair and uh, i like to curl up in it with a blanket and my fireplace on and uh i like to <laughs> i'm gonna really go i'm gonna go out on a limb here i love to watch qvc R- no <laughs> I love to watch QVC. So that is probably, and even if I'm reading or something, I always have it on for noise because it's talking and my place is pretty quiet. You know, I don't have any kids at home or anything like that. So um, love to watch QVC. I love to read. Um, And I have the most, two of the most precious little grandchildren. One of them calls me Tay Tay. Tay Tay, that's awesome. And one of them calls me Mama Tan. So Um, cute. Seven and almost four. Um, the four-year-old's autistic, but she's high-functioning autistic. Okay. And so um, they are just, you know, I think I, I think I really learned how much God loves us through those kids because mm. they just love me. And so I just think if they love me that much, I can't imagine how much my heavenly father must love me. You know, That's I cool. just, yeah, I just, uh, I just love them. That's cool. Yeah. So if you could leave us with one last thought of um, as a newsbomb, as an employee of newsbomb, uh, your legacy here uh, with the company as a person, as a, as a mother, as a grandmother, what, what would you hope your legacy to be? Philip, these are really hard questions. <laughs> I've never really thought about that. Um, it's really important to me that, that I'm kind to everybody. I mean, I just, that's really important to me that, that people um, realize my heart and um, kindness. That's one thing I like about the training program is that I feel like, you know, there's a lot of stress out there with the trainees and with the trainers and all of that. And if I can just have a listening ear when they call in and all of that, um, I feel like I've really helped. So yeah, that would be that would be Tian. That and a few recipes, maybe. That and a few recipes. <laughs> so if the if the bananas are rotten in the break room, they go home and get made banana cake. <laughs> we we need to let those bananas go rotten more frequently. I mean. Come on, people, stop eating the bananas. <laughs> Brent always says you can take those rotten bananas home as long as you make something and bring back. them back. It has to come back. So uh, banana bread, banana bars, banana cake, whatever, it, yeah. it has to come back. That's great. That, so. Tian, thank you so much for, for sharing your time okay. here. And it's been great working with you. I, I, I truly mean that and, and enjoy uh, our conversations that we've had and, and working together over the last several years. And uh I'm hoping that you're not even close to considering retirement or anything like that. So well, I just turned 60 this year, Philip. So oh, no. it's, it's in the future, near future, no, no. <laughs> near future. I mean, 10 years, that's, that's not that long. I mean, at least give me that. I can't imagine walking around here at 70. So <laughs> I don't think I'm going to give you 10 years. Okay, fine. Well, 
I'll take what I can get. How's okay. that? Okay, sounds so, good. Tian, thank again, you. thank you so much. And um, to our drivers and everybody listening that have gotten an opportunity to uh, work with Tian, whether you've been recruited by Tian, um, you know, I, I I hope we all kind of got a little bit better glimpse of, of who you are. And I know just working with you, we we, we see that. But uh, I don't know what else to say. I, I just th- thank you for, <laughs> for sharing your time. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> You've been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Nussbaum Transportation. Nussbaum is an industry leader in over-the-road freight transportation. For more information on Nussbaum's award-winning truckload services and top-paying driving careers, go to Nussbaum.com or NussbaumJobs.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Terminal Exchange. New episodes arrive every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts and share a little love by writing us a review. Then, go deeper into each exchange or listen to previous episodes at our podcast page, TerminalExchange.org.